Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation presented by East Carolina Beer Brewing. This is episode number 29. We're almost to uh, 30, guys. You know what that means? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. (laughs) But episode 30 is coming up. We should do something special, I feel like. It seems like a special number. I mean, we've all cracked our 30s in life and age. Mm -hmm. But have we? Yeah. I mean, except for Lauren. She's the ripe old age of 21. Oh, 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 25. Let's let's be realistic, Nick. You should have coordinated before we (laughs) (laughs) You should have. That's all right. Uh, But yeah. Here we are, episode number 29, uh, and I didn't intro our co-hosts. It's me, Joe. I got my co-hosts. Nick, and a big yawn from... Lauren. Hi, you getting a little sleepy there, Lauren? Are we boring you? Yeah, let's get the show on the road, kids. Let's get it on the road, She's kids. ready to rock and roll. All right, you ready to rock and roll? Well, we're ready to crack a beer. Cracking a beer! Hey, that's for Elsie Pick, sorry. Uh-oh. Well, we're going to crack a beer from our friends over at Casita Brewing Company in Wilson, North Carolina. This is actually a collab beer with Hotfly Brewing Company based out of Rocky Mount and also now with location in Charlotte. So this is a reminder, we're about a month out from the Casita Collab Beer Festival, which will be at the brewery on site May 14th. I believe they still have tickets for sale. Do they? Um, I have not checked in a while I after I bought mine. I checked out on their Instagram as recently as this week where they said to purchase tickets, I believe. Um, I hope I didn't say that facetiously. Facetious. Now you've but, got uh, everyone's hopes up. Well, hopefully if you're listening, you've already purchased your registered and, or, and you've signed up and you're going to be there. Yeah. And um, hopefully you'll uh, want to come talk to us. Yeah. You'll have um, to recognize us. Yeah. <laughs> well, it we'll looks talk like... loudly so maybe you can recognize our voices. <laughs> I still see GA tickets for sale or available online for 4 to 7 p.m., uh, which is where we'll be, uh-huh. and perhaps even still some VIP sessions. VIPs. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. They might have um, changed pricing a little bit, but they're still available. Go online, casitabrews.com. Check out their Instagram. They've got a link there in their bio that'll mm-hmm. take you directly to purchase those tickets but without further ado let's crack this beer yes Ooh, crispy cracking and if i didn't already say it's triple bogey it is a triple bock i'm mm-hmm. very interested to try this it's a hefty beer i don't know if you saw the abv no we I, can play I a little guess not. the abv yeah, we haven't guess done that abv you know uh bok, bok, bok. it's funny when i <laughs> what the, oh bok 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 <laughs> I thought it was a chicken in here. Oh, it's a triple bock. Triple bock. Bock, bock, bock. Oh, Nick spilling the beer on Lauren's precious blanket that we use for our table. We almost had a podcast emergency here before we started. The uh, One of the microphones stopped wor- working, and luckily we were able to take it apart and see that a wire had come loose. And then the old handy-danding soldering iron oh, that my yeah. dad gave me uh, really helped. Yeah, if you would have seen Joe... Whips out a soldering iron like it's nobody's business and just patches up that, that wire that had come disconnected. It was a sight to see. <laughs> he has you know, a way with irons. It was like Joe Dirt if somebody was uh, talking to his guy like that. It's all wrong. It's the wrong tone. Could have stabbed you in the face with a solder. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do the impersonation at all. Me neither. You can't? No. I, I can't do it justice anyway. Oh, speaking of that, did you see that Gilbert Gottfried died? Yeah, terribly sad. It's been like a, but no, I mean, it was, uh, I remember last year, I think it was in the fall or late summer, and Norm MacDonald passed away. Very sadly, he was apparently undergoing some struggles with cancer, and then Bob Saget died just in the last few months or so, and now Gilbert Gottfried, there's so many comedians dying way before their time, it's really sad. Yeah, it is. So, A year of losses. But what are you thinking about this beer so far, Lauren? It's quite flat looking on appearance. Say. It smells boozy. And you'll find out why in a moment. Um, but yeah, so Casita Brewing Company, Triple Bogey. Uh, it's got a really nice depiction of some glow-in-the-dark disc golf. There's a basket with some glow discs on the front. Really cool design. Uh, Crescent Moon. This is a Triple Bach, a style that I'm not at all... No. Confident I've tried before. Bah, bah, bah. Um, 
I mean, obviously you're going to assume it's malt forward being a ball, uh, a Bach, but the triple Bach makes me think there's going to be some, some more leg to this. And it says this beer was brewed with a variety of German malts and lightly hopped with Hallertau tradition hops. Ooh. It's a collab with hot fly, as I mentioned, and, uh, they have a good relationship. I think they'll be at the. They should be at the collab festival next month. So yeah, that should be fun. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, this is a collab with Hotfly, who we can always count on to help us turn birdies into bogeys, one pint at a time. Oh, I thought you were just making that up at first. I did too. I, I was like, wow, that's very clever. <laughs> Reading it off the can. Yeah. And I know why you picked it because the can has a you know, the disc golf basket with the glow in the dark discs. Yeah, we gotta play some. Disc but wait, golf why soon. would he pick that? Why would he pick that? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Do our listeners know about y'all's obsession Nick, with disc golfing? Nick is the disc golfer. Mm-hmm. I go along for fun. Yeah, we just we just enjoy a few a few beers on the course and sling some plastic. Slinging plastic. Yeah, I used to be competitive in a, in a sense, but now I just enjoy the the game for what it is and enjoying some time outdoors. <laughs> a little bit of exercise. Spend some time in the. Cold. I love being sore the next day because I'm using muscles I never use. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying why you're sore. <laughs> Extreme running while playing disc golf. About the beer itself, yes, the this beer. triple bogey, it's got a really nice, yeah, a little bit boozy smell to it, but the the, uh, the hop and malt balance is really nice. It's not overly hyped, but uh, hopped, but I'm getting some like good spice character in the hops, uh, which goes well with that dark, rich malt kind of bready rich maybe a little bit molassesy um yeah it's definitely pretty sweet getting some uh some balance from those like spice characters from the hallertow tradition oh so interesting so on the nose this reminds me a lot of like an imperial stout and when i drink it it is, it is not <laughs> it does not <laughs> taste like, like an imperial stout um i think i went into it with the wrong mindset because I went in thinking it was going to taste like an Imperial. Well, I'm getting like malty sweetness mixed with alcoholic sweetness. And oddly enough, I'm getting a taste of almost like blueberry or mm. even though there's nothing to do with this. I think it's just the, the combination of flavors with that little bit of tang to it. It's like blackberry, sweet berry kind I of I can see thing. like some blackberry, some some dark kind of robust what? Not overly sweet, but just providing a little yeah. bit of estuary, estuary uh, flavor. Beer itself is dark brown, pretty clear. Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell because it's so dark, but when you hold it up to the light, it's like a nice red hue, and you can see straight through it. No head at all. Very little carbonation. Which is interesting to me because I feel like my mouth is like, feels a little like tingly. Yeah, it does have a little bit of bite with the carbonation. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's some of that, that kind of like spiced hop character, uh, hop character I'm getting. But um, also for mouthfeel, I'm getting a lot of viscosity. It's like very thick and coating in my mouth each sip. Yeah, um, but at the same time, it, I don't think it's overly heavy. Like I'm not like, ooh, this is. I need to drink some water after it. Like it's syrupy, but yeah, like not. But I not. It's not the same odd. density yeah. as syrup, but like a similar mouthfeel where it's just kind of a slow, sticky, sticky mm-hmm. uh, drain after you take a sip. But yeah, the body itself is not. It's not really chewy or anything yeah. like that. It's just kind of sticky. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I can't imagine there's like any residual sugar in this, but it's just, it's got the similar mouthfeel to something that just has that kind of sugary stickiness to it, um, which allows the flavors to kind of sit and develop a little bit on the on the palate interesting a triple bock a very very heavy malt forward beer but also some complexity there yeah more sweetness than i'm expected expecting from a bock yeah i can't really say i've had anything similar to it before i agree flavor well i'm i'm trying to like figure out a time when i would really enjoy this (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I should take that as I don't, I don't I'm enjoy not saying this I dislike it. I think it's it's just like, interesting to me. Yeah, it's very fruity but malty and it's, it's like, complex. Yeah. Not yeah. super spicy, but like But a little bit. Yeah, little, a little, little bite, bit. Like, a little bit of bite, but not like I'm not like a, not like a cinnamon nutmeg kind of a thing. Yeah, no. None of those. 
It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, it is. I don't hate it. All right, what's that ABV guess, Lauren? Um, eleven point one. I'm gonna say twelve point seven. Both were a little high. Oh, Ooh. really? Really? Mm-hmm. Ten point eight. Nine. Seven. I'm sticking to that seven. Somewhere in the middle there. You're getting closer. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> 10.2. A little higher. 10.3. 10.5. 10.4. 10.4. Uh, even numbers. Joe came in and swept the rug out from Lauren and got it. 10.4. You guessed came the ABV. Stole the win. And you win. Your the glass can. being topped off. Oh, we get it topped off. All right. Hooray. I hope you liked it because you just got some more of it. Very interesting yeah. beer, though. Like, it's not a glass that I would um, want to drink more than one at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I would want to enjoy outside in the summer. No. It's a wintry or fall beer. And I think from a pairing of food standpoint, if you pair it with something very bland, I think it would do well. Um, if you paired it with something with more complex flavors, I think your mouth would just be very confused. <laughs> just yeah. Load your palate would like blow my up. palate is confused right now. You know what? I think this would be a great beer to pour over some vanilla ice cream. Ooh. Or pancakes. Okay. Weirdly I can see enough. That. It reminds it, me a little bit of perhaps a triple berry beer? Kodiak syrup that we got. Okay. I was For those that are not story uh, you were with that. <laughs> like a little tangy, little berry, like weird berry flavor for me. I don't know why I'm getting that, but intriguing. Yeah, maybe you replace your mimosa or Bloody Mary with a triple bogey, triple yeah. bock from Casita. Yeah, or maybe you could even pour it into your light beer to add some more flavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that it would definitely add more flavor. Yeah. Uh, which brings us into our topic. <laughs> you know, Brett, you hating that video so much, you quote it all the time. Oh, it's just so disturbing. Yeah. Meat mm-hmm. Canyon on YouTube. Uh, check it out if you haven't. It's uh, disturbing, as Lauren said. But yeah, so we're talking Miller Beer Drops or Miller Light Beer Drops. It's a product that's gotten a lot of buzz, but you can't get it anymore. It's all sold out. My question is, who are these folks that rushed out to buy this? I don't know. Somebody with their finger on the pulse of the beer news or si- <laughs> or people that are huge fans yeah. of of Miller Lite. <laughs> but they were definitely ready to... Uh, it's almost as if they anticipated this drop and they were ready for it. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't heard what they are or haven't heard of them yet, it's basically kind of like uh, Mio for beer, but it's Miller Lite flavored <laughs> drops, so... Basically, this little bottle of drops that you pop into your beer, uh, and Miller Lite is advertising it as, you know, saying, hey, if you've got, uh, you know, X name uh, light lager, but, you know, it tastes like water, unlike Miller Lite. Is <laughs> if there's a distinction? <laughs> you can throw some of these Miller Lite drops in it to, to really give you that all malt flavor. Uh, it's just really kind of funny, and... There's actually a quote that I kept seeing in, in the articles uh, coming up that, that was from their, their global VP that, that was, uh, one thing we know to be true, Miller Light lovers absolutely love the taste of beer. <laughs> so that was their reasoning behind, uh, you know, giving this. Because say you buy some other big name beer, uh, Bud Light, Mick Ultra, and I think Mick Ultra is really the one that they were going after on the cans, like blurred out cans, and maybe even a Corona yeah. can, but like... They just showed, you know, poured it in there. So that way you can get that delicious Miller-like taste on top of, you know, those other flavorless beers. But, like, unlike the Mio drops where you just add, like, a couple drops, that bottle, you have to add half of it in. So there's only two servings. Yeah, I don't know if y'all watched the news clip of this lady Mm -hmm. on on air they were doing a taste test. So they had like the non Miller Lite beer and then they had a Miller Lite beer and she was pouring it out in cups and it required like half of the bottle to be poured. Wow. Um, yeah, they said it did not enhance the flavor of the beer, um, nor did it change the taste whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so much like Miller Lite, you're buying a, a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wait, so 
it says on the instructions you have to use half of the th- container. Yeah. That's how she was doing it. Well, she I don't was know trying if I trust to read. They're like, lady. oh, well, it, it, it told me I had to use half of the bottle. This just in, local yeah. newscaster drunk after trying <laughs> one Miller Lite. <laughs> well, my immediate thought was, how could these drops sort of replicate the flavor of Miller Lite when you're adding it to something other than just water? Yeah. If it's an existing light beer and you're adding sort of a beer flavored drop, won't those sort of combat each other a little bit Mm -hmm. i mean they're gonna have some flavors are not gonna really be able to replicate miller light because there's some confusion from another source of flavor if it was just added to water i could see this being like hey a locale non-alcoholic way to enjoy a miller light taste right Mm -hmm. but you know you know i feel like you're gonna add it to like your michelob it's gonna be michelob mixed with some miller light which probably all tastes the same anyway (laughs) yeah and that's the thing i feel like it's kind of a big marketing grab because it draws all this attention and what does it have for you know the general public? It's insinuating that Miller Lite has more flavor than the other beers. And regardless of how true it is, you know, if you poured me a Miller Lite, poured me a Bud Light, poured me a Mick Ultra, I think I might be able to tell that there's a difference, but I wouldn't be like, oh, this one, so much flavor. <laughs> this is a great, you know, Pilsner or whatever, but. Yeah. yeah, well, when you were initially talking about it, I thought it was along the same lines of like our soda stream where you just add the flavoring to Make water. <laughs> well, yeah. no, like if you, like the hop water where you like the taste uh, yeah. of oh, yeah, certain things. Um, but I didn't realize that the intent was to add it to beer already, mm-hmm. which is also interesting. There's no alcohol contained in these, but um, only individuals 21 years of age or older are allowed to purchase. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, so what is is there There's alcohol? no alcohol in it. So I wonder why you have to be 21 to purchase it. I guess because of the intent that they're marketing it for beer, I think it, there's probably some legal reasons there. Yeah. I think a lot of the reasons that drinking games have to be sold under the guise of other things other than alcohol-based oh. um, is because of the implication of drinking. Or they have to have disclaimers that this game is not intended for drinking, even though it mm-hmm. clearly is. Yeah. Even though there's so, like pictures of um, shots on a box. Yeah, I mean, there's a... <laughs> I think about... Um, shots of apple juice. That game, Drunkapalooza, which is a really fun game. You just It's a board game, but it's all centered and, and marketed around beer and drinking games, all into one board game but when you read the instructions or on the box i think it has several disclaimers that this game is not intended to be played with alcohol consumption (laughs) it's like well yes it is but you can't say maybe they can't say that without selling it to legally because a 21 and up yeah so there's some liability there's some (laughs) i mean we could play with uh with milk or yeah soda i mean how much liquid do we have to consume that much milk is not enjoyable oh you know what that brings me to a new idea here we go great invention we're gonna get rich alcoholic milk (laughs) boozy milk there we go well it's kind of like boozy shakes yeah but it's not beer yeah or like i'm just talking about like you're brewing up some milk (laughs) oh gross yeah you know it you know if i had that almond yeah lactose and beer to make my own almond milk you'd have to probably add something else to it because you know lactose from last episode is, an, is a non-fermentable sugar. <laughs> Don't make that face. <laughs> Adjuncts. Adjuncts. Uh, yeah, shout out to episode number 28. If you haven't checked it out, give it a listen. <sighs> episode 28, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. Just just a long, long time ago. Ah, to be episode 28 yeah. again. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> so, I mean, to kind of, I guess tie things up here i'm i'm most surprised for one that this is even a thing, a thing? but i'm also not surprised at the same time because like you said with marketing it, it kind of comes down to what's bold what's going to get your name out there and, mm-hmm. and what what's your message and they've kind of cornered people saying we're, we think our taste is the best or we're going to say it is and that's what the message is and people will eat that stuff up just for the novelty of it too yeah but i can't believe it just they sold out immediately or within you know days yeah. of it well, so. apparently they did two drops one on national beer day and they did one previously as well so the second one i guess was kind of known but yeah people bought them out really fast um and you know looking into this product actually put me onto another one that i had no idea existed 
I don't know how well it, it does, but it's a product out of Naples, New York, uh, called Mad Hops Beer Drops. <laughs> it's uh, very interesting. It's kind of the same concept, but it's designed to basically be put in any beer and then mimic those other flavors, I think. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of varieties. There's like dry Irish stout. There's uh, IPAs, pale ales, wild blueberry, orange flavors, Mexican lime. So I think it's it basically it's advertising shtick is that you can take any beer and make it into a craft beer experience by putting these drops in. Very interesting. Yeah. And see, that I can actually understand a little bit more because there's a variety of flavor there. Yeah. There's some... This one literally is like Neo for, for beer, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like Lauren said, um, with the with the Miller drops, I mean, there was seemingly a lot of the the drops that needed to go into the, the beers that you're flavoring. These ones, I think... They advertise you can get 18 beers out of one bottle, which is not bad. I mean, if you think about like a, a thing of Mio, I'm sure it probably gets you about the same in bottles of water. So depending yeah. on how much you want to, fla- you can flavor it too to your taste. You mm-hmm. can add or decrease uh, to, to make it fit your palate. Yeah, I'd be really interested to try these. Um, you know, Mad Hops Beer Drops, if you're listening. <laughs> Send us some. We'd love it. We <laughs> can review them live. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of interesting flavors like Northwest IBA, Belgian Orange. Uh, I'd be very... I feel like I'd have to be pretty convinced by the flavor to to use these regularly because, uh, you know, I just would, would want to buy the beer instead. But the, one of their things mm-hmm. in their little advertising video was like, if you're going to a party and you don't want to bring six different beers, like just bring one beer and then bring these and you know, you can satisfy everybody's flavor. And I can see in that scenario, maybe mm. where it'd be useful if you don't want to tote around a yeah. case equivalent of craft beer, but <laughs> what if you also, how are the untapped bros going to get their check-ins though? <laughs> what if you made concentrated beer and like an ice so, go on so and make it in concentrated form and then put that as drops and then all you needed was a glass of water and then you added your concentrated beer to the water and then it turned the water the flavor of the beer kind of like they do with like soda fountains yeah okay is that a thing <laughs> so kind of like, going like, back to you know, like soda stream but yeah. for beer yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need yeah. A syrup and then a carbonated water but and in, I was just thinking about, you know, it's probably better from a caloric intake standpoint, um, from a space standpoint, you know, all I would need to bring is just my little bottle of beer, concentrated drops, stick it in my pocket, <laughs> get six or eight beers out of it. Is it oh. alcoholic? I mean, we can make it. I feel can like you? that'd be tough. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't invented this yet. I'm not a. I'm not a chemist. All right, let's take some beer. We'll we'll put it down on the stove. We'll simmer it. We'll make a nice beer reduction. Uh, then we'll pour in some, uh, you know, Everclear. Mix oh, it up. There you go. Boom. And oh. we can get alcohol. Yeah, just we'll get it. Just grain alcohol and then add it in there. It'll, exactly. it'll be just like you beer. know. What? Let's just make some moonshine while we're at it. In the bathtub. Yep. I like it. Yeah. Interesting times we're in with uh with beer drops. I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think this product's actually been around for a little bit. Their website says copyright 2017. Well, that's good to know that they're still in business and it's 2022. Yeah, they're they're doing well, clearly. Yeah, yeah. They also have crap, 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 craft seltzers and they have CBD stuff. Oh, they want you to put it in the CBD shots. Very interesting. They're coming at this from a whole different uh, bunch of angles for their marketing. But yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some flavors you can easily replicate by doing these drops where you you, you can simulate it to some degree. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this beer that we just had today, this triple bock. I'd be hard pressed to find a drop that I could add to a beer to Make sort of elevate like it to this level. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, with and also and my final thoughts on it with the the mad drops, it could potentially be a way to sort of acquire taste for different styles mm-hmm. if you're new to craft beer and you're not sure if you like you know a you know an irish porter or yeah. um even like a cider or a, an ipa of all things mm-hmm. you can add and you maybe increase the dosage and kind of acquire that taste 
or realize it's just not going to work for me. I just don't like this beer at all. Um, I think that's kind of how most people get into craft beer is <laughs> you kind of, it's like trial by fire. Like yeah. I like this, I don't like this. And you just keep trying until you find a happy medium. And then eventually you might just like everything like us. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, yeah, it would definitely be a good way to get the general flavors of beer, you know, like let's try a hoppy beer or let's try this. You know, I don't think it's going to replicate any specific beer, but very interesting. But yeah, so just checking out this website. There's all this stuff. It's kind of interesting. Very interesting. Speaking of hops and hop, hop, hopping along, <laughs> guess what holiday is coming up? Uh, uh, Christmas. Independence Day. Yes. Oh my goodness. Those are both going to happen this year. But Independence Day, the movie. Not like the the holiday. I've yeah. had it with these Mama Jamma <laughs> aliens at the Mama Jamma White House. Put my aliens out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I have no amusement here. Yeah, you don't. Lauren is very stone-faced, <laughs> very stoic. Oh, real quick. I almost forgot to mention, picked up Triple Bogey from Driver Street Bottle Shop here. <laughs> Driver Street Bottle Shop. Um, I've actually had this in my fridge for a while. I've been meaning to crack this, but just waiting for the right moment. Mm. It seemed like the right moment because spring's here, disc golf weather's back, daylight savings time has transpired, so we have mm. longer evenings. Maybe we play a few rounds spring has sprung after work in the evenings. But um yeah, if you're looking for any if you're local, looking for any kind of uh reliable source for getting craft beer from local breweries, check out Driver Street. Always have uh, they always have a good stock of beer and they're always rotating. They're always finding new places. So mm-hmm. you probably heard us mention them before. Can't yeah. say enough good things about them. Yep. Good old Jarvis street bottle shop. We gotta get Lars on the podcast. Yeah, we do. Definitely. Lars, if you're listening, we'll get you very soon. Yes. We're coming for you. <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs> uh, yes. Easter. Easter. Yes. That was the holiday, wasn't it? It was. Yes. You guys are really smart. <laughs> I, you didn't give me time to think. You yeah, put me Lauren. on the spot. Well, and so I, sorry. Uh, Pressure I don't launch. have a calendar. <laughs> yeah, what is Muddy. this? Was it like it happens at the same time every year or something? So it actually you... doesn't, but well, uh... same general vicinity, a time of year, yeah. vicinity. Gosh, like so, the first half. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> roughly. Um, what do you got to say about Easter, Lauren? That's my question. Well, I mean, I'm assuming a lot of us are going to be having either an Easter lunch, Easter dinner, Easter plans. Didn't know if you guys had any. If favorite beer options. Are you asking us right now live on the air if we have plans for Easter with you? Wow. I'm actually really busy so I can't make it. Desperate much? <laughs> well, I, I wasn't actually going to ask you guys if you wanted to do anything. I just wanted... Okay. You, oh, you wanted some beer recommendations? Yeah. Oh. Well, no. then, okay. Why didn't you just say so? I guess we could do that. Because you didn't let me finish. Yeah. So, Lauren, I guess that I guess that brings out, you know, Easter. What kind of food are you expecting? Oh, I love ham. I love deviled eggs. I love green beans. I love potato salad. Wow. All of those things. What, what about some starters? Where are you at for little finger food appetizers while you're... Ooh, mm. charcuterie always. Ooh. Mm. I mean, so do you... Do you do deviled eggs as a starter or like a finger food? Or is that more like part of Both. your dinner? Okay. Both. I'll usually try to sneak a couple, you know. Oh, yeah. Pre-meal. Eat at least available. three or four during the meal. <laughs> um, save some for the next day for lunch, you know. That's a lot of eggs. <laughs> I love deviled eggs. They're one of my I favorites. I do too. Um, I like them. I can't, I can't say that I love them. You haven't had the right deviled egg yet. Yeah. I think it's all about how you make your, like, the, the filling or the, the yolk. Yeah, because yeah. you've got to add more than just some mayo and, and mm-hmm. egg yolk to it. It doesn't quite end up the same. I mean, you can add your paprika too, but, like, I think adding some some adjuncts, like some pickle. Um, 100%. Some General, things that bring vinegar. out the... Too mayonnaise. Vinegar, yeah. I like, the, I like the inside to be a little more yolky than, than mayonnaise-y. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the preferred color should be yellow in appearance, not really white. Yeah. If you're eating deviled eggs. They were white, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got really concerned that you were eating like deviled eggs that had white filling. And no, like, some ones are like too creamy. That's wrong. Like too, too much. And then like yeah. somehow creamy. like the they've been sitting in the too carrier creamy. and they're like wet. Like when the white is wet, that kind of grosses me out too. Yeah, the eggs it's just very particular. They're sweaty. 
I'm not a picky eater. Now, but the, for some the white reason, will be shiny. Eggs, yeah, but if it's like wet, okay. I'm not a fan of that. Good. Dilly noted. It, eggs are like the one food that I'm like, they kind of weird me out. I think it's where they come from and what happens to them when you cook them. <laughs> like, I mean, I like a yeah. scrambled egg, I like a over easy egg, but you know, something about boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. Just really, I'm like, eh. <laughs> eh. Okay, good. Good that, to know. That's where deviled eggs, it takes it up a notch. It goes from just being a normal boiled egg mm-hmm. to something extraordinary. Extraordinary. Bold. All right. All right. So we have. <laughs> so, so I mean, how, how did you balance that, Joe? Like, you, you, maybe you're a little bit iffy about the boiled egg or the deviled egg, and um, you're like, "What? Well, you know, I, I want to enjoy this, but I want to enjoy it with the beverage." I mean, where, yeah, where are you going yeah. with? I mean, with that? me personally, I probably would want something that would would kind of like dry up my mouth and cut the taste pretty vigorously. So, I mean, this isn't a beer that I had picked for my Easter dinner, you know, recommendations, but I think. Uh, an IPA or a pale ale would be okay. a great a great option for that for me because I'm trying to cut the the flavor and get a little aggressive hop action in there and uh, you know get rid of some of that fatty oiliness from the from the egg and mayonnaise and junk. I don't want to taint the flavor of the deviled egg, so I'd have a glass of water. Oh, ooh. Wow, <laughs> wow! Not even like hop water. She's just like just pure water. water. Just pure H two. Maybe have some Miller Light. Without Exa- those drops oh, in I them. Guess mm-hmm. I could have just had similar like. Yeah. I would say, though, with a charcuterie board. Yeah, there's a little more diversity yeah. there. I mean, you got some cracker flavors. You've got, you know, some cured meats. You've got... Uh, cheeses. Cheeses. Yeah, so you're... It's kind of a mix. You're you're in that, you know, salty, oily, fatty, but then like that bready cracker mm-hmm. crispiness. I feel like... Yeah, for that situation and maybe like a little pre-dinner roll or something, you know, oh, yeah. or like a little pigs in a blanket. I'm, I'm probably going for a Pilsner. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm thinking about ones that are readily available and get in pretty much any big box store. You know, I, I feel like Victory Prima Pills is a good one for that. Yeah. Gives you a, a nice, uh, pretty crushable, tame flavor. You're still getting some of those bready, crackery notes. Kind of complimenting the crackers, but then also, you know, placating to those salty and and cheesy and fatty flavors. So it's not oh, yeah. too overwhelming. It kind of just goes along with it. Mm. What are your thoughts on that, Lauren? You look not convinced. Well, I would actually probably think about starting with a Goza. Oh, oh you would Goza okay. there. I would, I would Goza there. You would Goza there? Yeah. Yeah, so is it the... You're looking for like some of that like tartness to kind of Yeah. Like, Especially like some of the cheeses that I like are kind of more strong. Sharp. Okay, so like a sharp cheddar with like yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. I can see that pairing mm-hmm. pretty well actually. Yeah, a nice light goza. Not yeah. too overwhelming, not too tart, yeah. but a little dry, a little like what's a yeah. great goza in your mind for this? Um Think about Nick's favorite chapstick. R. I. P. Sierra Nevada. What was it? Um it was the name. <laughs> I can see the it's, it, it's like on the inside. greenish, tealy mm-hmm. yeah. on the outside. Um, Otra vez. Oh yeah, Otra vez. oh yeah, that one. I'll give you a pass because currently Otra vez is no longer in production. Yeah. It's R I P D E D. There, there it's may, ripped. there may mm. be talks of it coming back in a limited fashion, which hopefully will bring it back widespread. Um, but, we'll see. Yeah, I feel like another similar option was uh, Dogfish Heads. Uh, Sequench. Sequench, that, yeah. That's still sequench. available. Right? Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's got that, um, this is salty, the, the black lime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would cut through some like sharp cheeses and, oh, and even sure. like help balance with them. So it was like salty meats, those kind of like cured meats you talked about on the charcuterie board. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I, I was kind of thinking more on the same plane as you with the Pilsner. I was thinking like a Kolsch would be really nice just Ooh, because yeah. same concept. It's a light, crisp beer that would help kind of, um, keep your palate fresh and, and reset for all the different flavors you might get from charcuterie, from deviled eggs, from, you know, any, any, uh, nuts and, you know, fruits that you might have out just, uh, for snacking a veg, a veggie tray. Yeah. There's so much going on. I think when I think of like a, an app spread for like Easter, there's just so many flavors. So I'm like, what, mm-hmm. what can I drink to kind of just like meld well with everything? Um, a Pilsner or Kolsch goes well. I was actually thinking, you know, Locally, if I was going to get beer, I would try to go to 
Pitt Street, get the Hay Chaser Kolsch there. Mm-hmm. Also could get uh, Carolina Breweries Sky Blue Kolsch. Oh, yeah. That's a good um, one. But, you know, if you're not from there and you're trying to get something more... Um, Northwest? Yeah, I mean, trying to get somewhere you can get uh, anywhere. You could go uh, even in the Pacific Northwest uh, to Rogue. Um, they've got a really good honey Kolsch there that I've had. Uh, I looked that up on my untapped and... I recall how well that went with a lot of flavors because it's got that bright Kolsch crisp crackery flavor, but it also has a bit of sweetness from that honey, which might work well with like a ham, Mm -hmm. um, some dried meats and cheeses. So that'd be my rec. Yeah. And I think all of our beers kind of had in common one thing. Is there a little bit on the lighter side? Not overwhelming with flavor, not too much, not filling you up before your main course. What do you have with your main course? I know you mentioned you ripped, Ripped out some things. Ham. Ham. Okay, you're hamming it. Love the ham. What about turkey? You ever had turkey on thing on Easter? No, Gosh, that, yeah. that is not the meat of choice for Easter. Lauren's very particular about her holiday I am. foods. Yeah, Joe, you crazy? Except she likes ham. to eat ham for every holiday. Okay, I do. I really <laughs> do enjoy ham. What is it? Fourth of July? Oh, you want to grill up some burgers? No. Hot dogs. Ham. No, I would not eat that. Hot dogs. For... Wait, say for Hot all the dogs. listeners what you just said. Hot dogs. Hate, hate, hate dogs? This is the one thing that I cannot get around Lauren saying. Like, she says a lot of things with an accent, but hate dogs. Are you saying like hate, hate dogs? Hot dogs. Hot. Say hot. Hot. Say dog. Dog. Okay, now say hot dog. Hot dog. Okay. That seems now, like... what did you say before? Hate dog. Hate dog. <laughs> At first, I was like, why do you hate dogs? You have Which a dog. Is, <laughs> unless you're doing like a beef hot dog is also, you know, hot dogs are often pork products. So mm-hmm. um, I would also go for ham over like turkey in most holidays. Yeah. I just, turkey is so finicky. It can get so it dry. Is. Yes. So, dry. so and bland. Unless it's like smothered in cranberry sauce. Or gravy. Or like the fake cranberry sauce in the can that like is congealed and it jiggles. It's, it's not fake, is it? It's isn't it still cranberry <laughs> I guess, sauce. I guess it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not homemade. It's just it comes jellied. from a can. Yeah, yeah jelly. That's the correct uh, word for it. You know, yeah. With Easter, I'd say uh, I go with uh, yeah. ham. Probably any day. ham, spiral ham. Yeah. So what are you eating with that? What are you drinking with that ham? Well, what what else are you getting there? I said mas- mashed potatoes, but Lauren for like, potato salad always forsakes the so, mashed potatoes and goes to potato salad. You've got mashed potatoes with Joe, potato salad with Lauren. I actually really enjoy like a, a hat, like a cheesy hash brown casserole. Okay, that's with reasonable your, too. Like, crushed uh, either chips or like and fried cheese. onions on top, so it's like yeah. cheesy, it's potatoey, yeah, buttery. I'll give you that. And I Sounds just love, good. I love shredded potatoes or hash browns. I would so. eat that over shredded mashed potatoes. Brown. Well, mashed potatoes I like just at different points in the year. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I always love mashed potatoes, but yeah. I think of Easter, I think of shredded. Potatoes shredded. with cheese Those and potatoes like, are so shredded, man. Oh, so shredded. <laughs> Green bean casserole. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh gosh, what are we oh, missing? Yeah. Um, deviled eggs. Deviled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> have we mentioned that Lauren likes deviled <laughs> eggs? Have we forgotten the deviled eggs? Ooh, rolls. Rolls for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Rolls on rolls on rolls. What about like a vegetable dish? We said green bean there was green casserole. Beans. Potatoes. There's come on. We Those might just do kind of like steamed. potatoes. Uh, steamed carrot sometimes like sliced mm-hmm. carrot um i mean just for for some health <laughs> health you know my family always used to make corn pudding Ooh. oh that is the opposite wow. of health i know this is like yeah we used to have that like um my nanny's had that for christmas yeah, yeah. but what so what kind of beer are you pairing with that lauren <laughs> um i'd probably pair it with water uh <laughs> so maybe miller light but <laughs> <laughs> why'd you say that um, well, I really want to enjoy the flavors of my meal. I'm not one also that needs to have a drink while I'm eating. So a lot of times I will drink water with my meal and enjoy it. Drink. I will, I well, that. <laughs> well, I like not actively during it. I'll eat first and then I'll and like, you'll drink chug the water. Some water. Yes. <laughs> Yes, oh, or I'll drink say, a lot of water really, before my meal comes. You're really about to offend the guy on TikTok. That's the water sommelier. Have you seen that guy's videos? Oh yeah, he he like notices all the the nuances and oh. distinctions and flavors. Don't drink this. This is crap. This is highly processed tap water. Oh bless! I like the highly processed tap water. It's <laughs> my favorite. The same accent I was <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I um, was also choosing a beverage other than water. I said I would drink a Kolsch in that oh, regard. Yeah. Okay. 
because it's not going to taint the flavors of my ham and mm-hmm. potato salad yeah, and double probably eggs. Would augment them. Uh, I was going with something a little heavier. You know, I was kind of a toss up between a brown ale. I was toss up between an amber ale. I was really like mm, amber ale, but then you know what? I settled on. A, a yellow ale. <laughs> either a dry Irish stout. And yell, no, no. Uh, either a dry Irish stout or the ultimate beer that I picked was Duck Rabbit Milk Stout. So kind of a oh. weird weird choice. I like it. But Interesting. Yeah. Slightly sweet, a little heavier, but very contrasting flavors to everything else on the plate. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go with something that was uh, against the grain for it, I, I guess. Yeah. you know, So that way I could... Because, you know, I think of ham, it's salty, honey, sweet, a little bit of that. But then you take a sip of that that beautiful mm-hmm. milk stout and uh, you get a little creamy, get a little dark roasty malts. Bites that a little bit. You know, yeah. it kind of cuts the salt. Oh, yeah. I think a milk stout, yeah, over just like a dry stout or, a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your typical stout. It, it adds an element that sort of complements but also helps your palate kind of reset or complement the other flavors on your plate. It's a really nice idea having that uh that lactose, that kind of creamy sweetness from the milks uh the, the milk sugar. It up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And had to go duck rabbit because it's one local and two national. <laughs> yeah, really they're they're known for uh, their milk stout as their staple beer, their mm-hmm. flagship. What do you pick a Nick? Um, so I also was going a little bit heavy, but in a different direction. Um, you know, I, I think of something somewhat complex, but also something I can pair well with the food. And uh, you know, I was thinking like Belgian styles, and hmm. thinking about like like a Belgian double or triple. Mm-hmm. Even I'm going to go triple. It's it's a holidays. It's it's Easter. Let's go all in Belgian triple. Um, I remember the time we got a bottle of uh, La Fin du Monde. And it seems like a nice occasion for it too to break out, you know, a little bomber bottle mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a nice bottle to share with the family. I don't know if my family would drink a Belgian triple with me, but <laughs> I would bring it in hopes that somebody would indulge with me. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of flavors that come from that Belgian triple style that would complement the ham in particular if you're having that as your main course. Yeah. Uh, it also, you know, that sort of estery uh bold clove spice it can all kind of mm-hmm. complement your uh, your side dishes as well i think and also with that higher abv it's um something that'll kind of um in my mind it's a little bit drier so it'll, it'll kind of help reset your palate too in between courses if you're yeah kind of dabbling around the plate dabbling around the plate la fin du monde i think that translates to the end of the world it's the end Very of the world late prospect. <laughs> No, that's a good beer. One of my friends in college was obsessed with that beer. Comes with the gold foil wrapper at the top. Yeah, you feel fancy drinking it too. I mean, ah, la fin du monde. If you're used to drinking wine at dinner, this is another way to kind of you go that route, a, but with beer. I have an excellent Chateaubriand and a la fin du monde for Ooh, you. Oh, la fin du monde. Oh, la fin du monde. What is the? It's unibrow. Unibrow, yes. Unibrow. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with, nice. with the main course, it, you can't really go too wrong because mm-hmm. typically if you're going to have a, an Easter feast, you're going to have so much going on on the plate. Easter feaster. Um, Easter feaster. <laughs> an Easter. Easter? I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've we've eaten our, our meal, but we've left room for dessert. Mm. What are you having with that dessert? Beer. Beer. Just, oh, 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 you mean what beer going with the dessert? <laughs> yes, oh, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. of course. Nick, I'll let you start. Sorry, you about to take a drink of water. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so again, you can kind of go different directions here. I think, um, uh, depending on what you're familiar with, we all your went very different desserts. directions. <laughs> yeah, I my pick is in. It's Sierra Nevada, which we mentioned a little earlier mm-hmm. on the fly, but their Little Things series includes Wild Little Thing. It's a nice fruited Ooh. sour ale, so some some berry flavors in there, some tartness. I think a lot of People enjoy either rhubarb pie, strawberry pies, fruit pies, uh, lemon meringues, things that are uh, a little more bright and spring forward in flavor and uh, the connotation there. So I think having a nice fruited sour ale, which Lauren mentioned, it goes in the beginning. So I think you can kind of bookend your your day either with 
you know, nice sour ale or goes at a start the day mm-hmm. with some of your, your appetizers are also to end it at the end of the day with your desserts and have a, a nice fruited sour with some, some berries that'll complement your citrusy desserts or your berry pies or even about, just some like shortbread if you have strawberry shortcake for dessert. So what about the cream? Berries and cream. The cream. We need Lord, a, what are you picking? We need a creamy little thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Ooh, maybe not. No, we don't. <laughs> Um, I think it ultimately depends on too what I'm gonna indulge in for desserts. Mm-hmm. Um, I love desserts as much as I love ham and deviled eggs. Um, so ham dessert, <laughs> honey glazed ham, isn't that dessert? Well, I mean, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. I don't think I would eat that in lieu of dessert or call that my dessert. Okay. Um, but. What would be really good is like some banana pudding. Ooh, I love and banana pudding. Pair that with like that Yangling chocolate porter. Oh, you I think that would be Yangling. Yes, chocolate I think that banana would be pudding. Super tasty. That would oh. be pretty good, honestly. I mean, I'd be down for that. Yeah. And you know what else? Uh, staple for Easter Ice milk, cream. chocolate, oh. chocolate bunnies. <laughs> you know, candy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that that chocolate, that Hershey's chocolate, would go. Right, right with them. Yeah, you know that's kind of where I was thinking and where I was heading. But also, you know, given some some room for maybe some of those uh, later desserts. But I went with uh, Left Hand Brewing's Flamingo Dreams Nitro, huh. which is their uh, their raspberry and black currant blonde ale. So I figured, you know, raspberries and chocolate sounds great yeah but you get that nitro creaminess you get a little smoothness oh, from there yeah but then i thought hey that also would go great with like some vanilla ice cream or mm-hmm. like a tart or something like that so like a very springy kind of dessert you know it'd be, it'd be interesting to try all these beers that we recommended actually on easter and, and <laughs> see if we're crazy see i'm not crazy yeah that's well, a lot of beers it is all, yeah yeah all right we're each gonna have uh nine beers <laughs> well and left hand i think also has a lot of good nitro dessert mm-hmm. inspired beers i guess or, or beers that could go well with dessert with their that black forest cake stout um they've got that uh white russian nitro so yeah oh yeah that's a good one yeah, they have a lot tasty. of beers i could see having for dessert actually that'd be my pick for after dessert you're having a nightcap a, instead of a nightcap of a cocktail just have a white russian nitro uh stout from it's actually a blonde stout from yeah that from one's real good hand. i like that one a lot Taste it, taste it. Well, those are our picks. If you try any of them, let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> are we way off the mark? Uh, was it good? Was it bad? Uh, are you never going to tune in again because we give bad advice? <laughs> I don't know. That's not why they're not tuning in. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody's tuning in. Yeah, somebody's tuning in. Today, people did. We had a nice spike in views. You know, I'm going to shout out the uh, the new listeners we've got from P- Prince Edward Island. <gasps> Prince Edward? No, from Prince Edward Island in Canada. <laughs> oh, uh, Yes, so cool. It was it was nice to see that little blip yeah. pop up. Also, somebody in India. What's up, my friends? <laughs> What's up, my dudes? <laughs> yeah, we're just kind of we're we're popping up everywhere. It's really exciting to see that. Uh, we've mentioned it a few times. It's just really cool to see the expansion of our 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 map, I guess, of listeners. Um, and we're growing, you know, we're still small. We're still relatively new in this podcast venture. So, mm-hmm. so it's just exciting to see the growth and the, the widespread, uh, map of downloads we're getting too. So, yeah, it's very interesting to watch the little blips pop up and be like, Oh, Hey, blip, blip, blip. Oh, you know, actually, oh, hey, it was see you there. It was, Oh, Hey, we see you. Vietnam, Vietnam, Vietnam. Very cool. All right, well, Lauren, looks like you're gearing up to give us an LC's pick of the week. Assume the position. Pick of the we week. We are assuming the position. Assume the position. Eyes closed. LC's preparing. Tricky part is like staying close to my mic, but keeping your hand out to grab it. So LC's going to do her magic here. Test our skills. You know, I think last week we did pretty well, so see if we can kind of ride that high out. What was last week's? I can't even remember. That was the uh, it was the Four Roses aged. That's right. Stout. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Black Ops. Brooklyn, yes. Four Roses. 
Yeah, actually, actually Brooklyn. Uh, that's a it's a great brewery. The uh, owner just has some great uh, beer pairing advice. So check him out. Oh yeah, actually, I consider Brooklyn Brooklyn in a lot of my Easter beer pairing options just because they have a pretty wide array of styles, and I think they would all be pretty readily oh, yeah. available. So I love. When I yeah, when I lived in New York, I used to get Brooklyn all the time. Not New York City, but upstate New York. But also, my Elsie's pick of the week has been served in a Tiku glass. Wow, we're getting hoppy here. We are, but in an interesting way. I don't know if it's this glass, but are you getting herbal, spicy hops as well? Yeah, it's like sharp on the nose versus being kind of soft and juicy. It's more, I don't say abrasive. That seems kind of a, like a negative connotation, but it's. It's got a, p- a pang of like some sharpness. Yeah, it's like bitter, sharp. Almost like when I first smelled it, first thing it was almost like a gasoline-like smell, but <laughs> it doesn't. After I give it Yum. some additional sniffs, it's more like a basil Oh, interesting. kind of a smell. Definitely get that herbal quality. Uh, and that's always a tricky one for me. I can kind of pick out when a beer has some herbal notes, but I can't always... Like narrow that down to the exact herb. This beer has an extremely interesting nose, I'll say for sure. I'm going to give it a taste. Very different. Um, Hang on. It's actually kind of tart. It's vaguely familiar. It's not ever had this beer. I've never had this beer, Mm. but it tastes familiar. Citrusy, Mm -hmm. but it's herby, Mm -hmm. herbaceous, herbal. It's almost like a it's like a beer. I don't know, like a citrus sour, blueberry citrusy, soury herbal mess, like a tea, <laughs> <laughs> like a tea. Hmm. This is gonna be a tricky one, I think. It's good though. I mean, I do like it. It's very palatable. It's it's a little bit dry. Mm-hmm. Also, what is there's a specific flavor I'm getting but I just cannot put it into words like the hardest part of beer tasting is getting what you're feeling into words and I'm doing horrible at it right now is it like guava or like maybe some guava or like papaya something like really yeah, tropical like a tropical borderline citrus fruit that's got that spicy yet herbaceous quality to it All right, I'm, I'm taking a look at it it is one hazy boy uh, it's a pale color Similar to like a pineapple juice. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice consistent lacy head though. I'm getting a lot of. Oh yeah, tons of foam. A lot of foam and lace on the glass. Um, I don't know if this is gonna help me at all with my evaluation though, or my my guessing of the style and the flavors I'm getting. Nah, I mean it looks similar to what I would have guessed. I guess. Jeez, this is tough. Yeah. It's not like a, you know, piney hop. Not like a really uh, juicy hoppy. It's more like the beer itself. Yeah, like floral, herby, tropical fruit. Like, it's like tart too. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. a bit of like that tart acidity on on my tongue. Mm Mm-hmm. I just can't place the fruit. I feel like it's some sort of, I don't know, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I feel like a tropical sour kind of a beer do you have any taste notes on it lauren if i give you that it'll give it away are you ready for the i think what's really confusing it me is that on the guess. nose it was right out of the gate i was Super like this, herby. it was like i was like this is kind of a hoppy i'm guessing ipa and now that i'm drinking it the less i feel inclined that it's a an ipa or if it is it's just so New England that it lost all IPA character. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I feel like it's more in a, the sour realm of things, but. But also has a, a good bit of hot like a, body still. So. Yeah, like a lactose-fruited sour that's, yeah, Ooh. aggressively hopped. So let's, my yeah, I'm I'm going to stick that it still is an IPA by definition, but. I'm going to say there's definitely some, there's got to be some citrus in here. I'm going to say it's either grapefruit, maybe grapefruit, because it provides some bitterness too, but I don't know if I can p- 
confidently say I'm stealing kind of your your Elsie your just made a mm. like it made a look. Tell us. Put us out of our mystery. So one of you did mystery. I <laughs> one of you did correctly identify the fruit. Okay. Um, uh, it was not grapefruit. Well, it's guava. It is guava. guava. Yes. Oh, I knew nice that was job. a particular smell. Yeah. That, like it's just like a, such a, a good one to guess. Flavor. So this is um, Collective Arts, which <gasps> is based out of Canada. Uh, Canada. Eh? Oh, hey, friends in um, Prince Edward Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guava goza. So they use their core it's goza, a goza as the base, wow, and they right. added freshest guava puree. And so now this end result is a perfect balance of tart, sweet, and sour. Damn. Um, so there's also, it's brewed with guava, coriander, and Himalayan salt. So probably from the Ooh. herb side, coriander's more of like a spicy flavor yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really taste a lot of that. May I see the can? I do taste the guava. Wow, we're even cool. Even we're off by the style. I mean... Not for nothing, I did say I was kind of hesitant to guess it was still an IPA, but it had enough character of, to me, like some hop character that led me to stick with it. It's hard to say that I would have completely guessed this was a Goza without having known in advance. So yeah, and which is good. I think I think that is a nice uh, jump from your typical Goza. There's a lot of complexity to it. Yeah, it's definitely like an IPA, or not an IPA, it's definitely like a sour. I think that's what the light acidity, it's not like your traditional like, ooh, this is sour, but I mean, it's it's a goza, that's really what it is, like a lightly salted, slightly tart ale, and they've got some interesting artwork on the can, done by the artist K-A-R-E, K-A-R-E. Uh, very cool, pink can with a, a teal sunflower monster thing very nice that was a good pick that was a a tough one you're welcome yeah we really were i'm just pumped i got uh guava and sour of some type yeah i said lactose but there's no toast in this it's just very smooth i mean but hey guava's a good one to get Mm -hmm. if you're gonna pick a, a flavor out that's always a tough one it is a tough one it's well it's very distinct i feel like just putting it on the Getting it in your your uh, receptors there. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. The old factory receptors. It's done for me. But yeah, so with that, we are wrapping up our episode. But an important announcement. After some deliberation and you know looking at our, our publishing schedule, I think we're going to switch everything up to every other week podcast episode publishing. Uh We've been doing a lot lately and kind of kind of recording these episodes on a weekly basis like a day before and then we're <laughs> ripping the edit out really yeah. quick and uh, doing that. So we want to try to take a little bit of time to focus on some quality for the podcast. Not that this hasn't been pure listening gold, but oh, switching yeah. up the content and then also getting back to posting on the blog a little bit. You know, we've been focusing all of our uh, time on the podcast, so we want to switch it up, maybe do a every other week blog post and in every other week podcast episode so we hope to see you on episode 30 which will be coming out in two weeks from this episode release date uh and we'd love to see you there but thanks for listening and make sure you interact with us on social media we're on instagram at east carolina beer we're on twitter at east carolina beer or east beer actually i can't even remember (laughs) (laughs) facebook at east carolina beer and brewing Uh, check out our website eastcarolinabeer.com and, you know, if you want to hit us up on email or if you guys uh, are the owners of the Mad <laughs> mad Hop Drops <laughs> and you want to send us some so you can try them out on the next episode, you know, uh, our our email is eastcarolinabeer at gmail.com. And if anyone else wants to send us stuff, we'll also accept it. Yes. And I still forgot this time again to do what did we learn today? <laughs> Every time I forget. Uh, what did you guys learn? Um... I learned that Nick and I have appropriate meat selections um, for Easter <laughs> holiday. Your your questions a little, or your selections a little questionable. I said ham. After deliberation, you brought up turkey. Well, some people have turkey. Mm, not in this household. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna double down. Um, Joe is a hater of deviled eggs, and Ooh, I know. eat deviled eggs. Does this guy even Easter? Maybe like one or no. two. 
Wow, I learned that apparently uh, I'm terrible and I hate all Easter foods. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you learned something. (laughs) (laughs) I've done some introspection this episode and I've really found out that I'm a huge piece of garbage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're learning that now. Wow, yes, thanks for the support. Uh, It'll make the rest of our marriage much more enjoyable for me. Yes, yes. Well, on that note, we'll see you next time. Cheers. 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 Cheers.